Welcome to Vertical Insights, a podcast series brought to you by CA Ventures, bringing you an in-depth look at the commercial real estate industry through the lens of CA's resident subject matter experts. I'm Robert Maddock. And I'm Megan Nam, And this is Vertical Insights. And we're back. Maybe the episode I've been waiting for the most, two very distinguished guests with us today from CA Health and Science Trust. We have President Russell Brenner and Chief Investment Officer Jesse Astro. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. So guys, just like the rest of our guests, we want you, and maybe we'll start with the president first, Russell, uh, if you could give us maybe a quick overview of who you are. What's your background and what are you doing here at the CA Health and Science Trust? Sure. I am president of CA Health and Science Trust, spent about 25 years in the real estate industry, really all facets of the business. The last 10 plus years or so focused exclusively in the ownership operation of healthcare real estate and are here, uh, Jesse, who will share with you his background and I are here to build out this new platform and build a first-class portfolio and team to uh, uh, execute on the strategy that we set forth with our partners. Jesse Astro, I began my career in the real estate securities business, first doing investment banking, and then I worked for a private equity firm and real estate securities manager, which is now owned by, by JP Morgan, and uh, desired to get more on the direct real estate side and worked for a firm called Equibase Capital Group, where we provided junior capital solutions, mezzanine debt, pref equity, JV equity, to a variety of sponsors, developers across the country. And I desired to get even closer to the real estate and joined a medical office firm to launch their acquisitions platform in 2011. And my role expanded to where I worked on debt, equity, sales, recaps, JVs, for our growing portfolio with institutional investors across the country. And uh, most recently joined Russell here at CA to take both of our entrepreneurial backgrounds in a very niche sector to play a value add core plus investment strategy on a, a grander scale with, with more resources that were offered here at the CA platform, uh, which culminated in us forming CA Health and Science Trust in August of this year. The dynamic duo of Russell and Jesse. So you two have been here from from kind of the beginning. Talk us through, obviously, this is a little bit of a different situation than the other verticals that we've highlighted here on our podcast series. Um, this is a 144A structure. Talk about how you came to join the CA family and why we're talking about CA Health and Science Trust as opposed to just a medical office and life science vertical within the platform. So Russell launched the medical office and life sciences vertical in January of twenty. I was going to join spring of 20, but uh, something called COVID uh, came up. So that got delayed until summer of 2020. Uh, Russell and I had seen a successful structure being joint ventures, 90-10, uh, 80-20 type of joint venture structures, which have been successful in our sector and throughout CA and other verticals. And frankly, that was the path that we were originally pursuing to capitalize our business. And it was going quite well. I uh, had some really good conversations with some uh, real name brand investors that we thought would help us scale the business. However, Tom Scott, our CEO, and some of our capital markets advisors encouraged us to think about capitalizing our, our business a little bit differently 
and pursuing a REIT, which would allow us more permanent capital, allow us to move a little bit more quickly, not having to close deals deal by deal, both not only with the joint venture partner, but by getting individual debt on each property. You know, CA's done a fantastic job at growing different lines of business. And this REIT structure allows us a competitive differentiation in the value-add core plus space. So although the uh, path took a few twists and turns, we're excited to have arrived at a business model that'll allow us, uh, we think, to be very successful with our investment strategy. You say medical office. What, what, what exactly is medical office? Are we talking about hospitals? Uh, no, uh, Rob, good question. Uh, medical office is a building where doctors and physicians uh, see patients. So we're focused on outpatient medical. Uh, this would not be a property where people stay overnight. It wouldn't be a higher acuity situation like a hospital. It's everything from traditional physician uh, practices up to large health systems, like here in Chicago, for example, a, a Northwestern Medicine or a Rush or an Advocate that has a medical building away from the hospital campus or next to the hospital campus or sometimes in, in certain situations on the hospital campus uh, is what we're focused on. There's about 36,000 or so medical office buildings across the entire country. A lot of them are provider owned by health systems and physicians, and it's still in many ways the niche industry that it was when Russell and I joined it over a decade ago, where it continues to have a huge ripe opportunity for professional investors to come in and buy assets and develop new assets. We closed on the CA Health and Science Trust, what was it, a couple months ago? It's hard to keep track these days. Um, and, and you closed with a handful of deals, correct? Can you talk a little bit about those deals? Sure. One of the things that we needed to do in conjunction with closing the capital was to line up a seed portfolio that were assets that we and our capital partners ultimately wanted to own, but also indicative of the complexion of the portfolio that we would ultimately build. So we did that. We and our transaction team had been working hard to tie up existing medical office buildings in the Phoenix market, Northwest Indiana, and then here in the Western suburbs in Naperville. We had negotiated uh, the best possible terms, put them under contract, went through diligence, and then we're kind of holding them in this holding tank, if you will, until the capital was ready to close. We closed the capital and then effectively concurrently or shortly thereafter closed on the first three acquisitions. The fourth of the seed assets is getting ready to close later this week, fingers crossed. And um, I would say that they are they really are a good representative sample of what we had set out to do and have already begun to execute on. Uh, Multi-tenant medical office buildings in three of the four instances the fourth was a uh, currently a single tenant medical office building leased to a health system here in suburban Chicago. We've got a couple of development parcels linked to two of the four projects that we can then use our development team and, and healthcare system relationships to, to lease and then build out, expand over time. So Russell, you know, as we look at our different business lines here at CA, the resounding theme is always location, location, location. Right. For student, it's tier one universities, state schools, typically across the U.S. For multifamily, the residential division, you're looking at high job growth, high population. What's the markets that you guys are looking for? You told me Phoenix, Indiana and, and Chicago here. Right. Phoenix makes a lot of sense. But what is CA Health and Science Trust looking for in a market that you guys are looking to penetrate? Well, 
what we're really looking for is the strength of our underlying tenancy and the tenants, the tenant base tends to be healthcare systems, which are growing and consolidating as well as strong uh, local and regional physician practices. So if you think about where they are going, they're following the patients and the patients in terms of where they're going tends to be Southeast and Southwest, though could be anywhere in the country. We're going to locations where we know that we will have a pond of well-established health system tenants from which to choose as we're thinking about lease up or repositioning. And again, they tend to go where the patient base is growing and aging, which tends to be Southeast and Southwest. But as we think about the existing portfolio, we're in the Pacific Northwest, down the West Coast, Southwest, Southeast, Mid-Atlanta, selectively in the Midwest, though trying to diversify beyond our, our backyard. I would add that the locations that are most interesting to us, uh, locations that are very convenient for patients, a lot of the healthcare providers are thinking like retailers. They care about signage, accessibility, parking, uh, well-maintained facilities. I mean, these are places where patients are going to receive healthcare services. So they want them to be easy to find, clean, and feel like a place that they're receiving quality uh, medical treatment. Interestingly, though, it is not unlike some of the other verticals here in terms of how they select their sites. So, for example, uh, anthology is frequently targeting the same markets that we might. And in fact, we are looking to co-locate medical office buildings adjacent to or within the same immediate vicinity as many of our anthology centers. And for our listeners, anthology, again, is our senior housing platform, anthology senior living. So you talked about the market strategy here, but what about the actual investment strategies within the umbrella of medical office? So the first few deals that you mentioned, Russ, are value add. They're existing assets that we acquired. But there's also a development strategy there. How do you kind of balance those two approaches and what are we looking to do within the value add strategy? The strategy does entail both ground up development assets that we can acquire and reposition. So we refer to them as transitional assets. On the value-add strategy, we're looking for uh, well-located assets that can be converted either from professional office to medical office, where we could take a rent roll that maybe has a lesser weighted average lease term and extend it, lesser credit quality, and improve it. We can use our operational backgrounds to get more out of these existing assets. Maybe they need CapEx, maybe they need more thoughtful lease-up plan. And ultimately, what we're looking for is lift. So we will go in at a yield on cost of X and try and stabilize it at Y and believe that given the world of core buyers out there, buyers of very stable income streams, that there is a spread between our stabilized yield and cost and where we think we can exit. Order of magnitude, typically 100 to 200 plus basis points spread is what we're looking for. On the development side, we... Uh, different than our other verticals, do not do any speculative development. So for a medical office building, it is kind of the death knell to put up a building without an anchor tenant. So typically we are looking to pre-lease, if not 100%, at least 50, 60% before we would proceed with a project, which is, while there's no industry standard, fairly well accepted in the industry. So there's no shovel on the ground until there's a lease signed. Is that correct? Correct. I'd say one reason that Russell and I were so excited to team up with this business strategy is when we see a building, we usually see half a dozen or a dozen things that we think we can do to approve the asset. And then we get it under contract and run our due diligence process, which includes interviewing all the tenants, 
talking to multiple leasing brokers and health systems about what their thoughts are on the market. And whatever half a dozen or dozen ideas we had coming in, we usually have two dozen coming out. So it's just a different way. Of, you uh, too? Hard to believe. <laughs> so, you know, we usually just back down to the handful of ideas uh, that we think will have the highest return on investment and uh, go to work. And, you know, the first week or two, sometimes it's just cleaning up a property. Sometimes it's making a tenant feel welcome that maybe hasn't heard from their landlord in a while. In many cases, we're talking to prospective tenants during due diligence about uh, leasing space or existing tenants about expanding their footprint within the building. So really that's where, you know, Russell and I coming from middle market entrepreneurial firms before we joined here, approach assets uh, a little bit differently than some of our industry peers that buy stabilized assets that have longer lease terms. And they're maybe focused more on capital allocation and income and, and renewing tenants while we're focused on buildings where we need to go in and, and add value through leasing space or expanding buildings or a multitude of other things that we identify to add value to an asset. Well, wow. so given the operational intensity of clearly the the transitional state of some of these assets and, and being that you went from zero to three, soon to be four assets, what has the growth of your team looked like over the past couple of months? So supplementing uh, our efforts on the operations side, we're fortunate to have brought in Lorianne Duffy, who's got 20 plus years of experience in real estate property management and operations. She most recently came to us from five or six years heading up real estate operations at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. So we have already seen that with Lorianne on board and the team that we are building around her, our tenants have been incredibly receptive, be they large health systems or even more private uh, physician practices. She understands that it is a very particular tenant base and, and has a very particular level of service that it requires, and she is exceeding expectations. So we anticipate growing a team around her as our portfolio continues to expand. And it's right now what we're doing is putting the foundation in place around Lorianne and can expand it as our footprint expands. And uh, we're focused on doing the property management, accounting, and reporting, and overseeing third-party leasing brokers. We have no intention of building an internal leasing capability. These types of assets require someone on the ground every day, living and breathing these assets who have been working on these markets for, in some cases, several decades. But fortunately, people like Russell, who originally cut his teeth early in his career as a leasing broker, as well as myself, working in operations in leasing asset management for uh, medical assets, it allows us to respond very quickly to leasing opportunities in the market, uh, whether a tenant needs a larger tenant improvement allowance or some more abatement or some sort of unique build out. We're able to react extremely quickly and, and we feel that'll allow us to capture more tenants than it otherwise would given our experience and our philosophy around that. I'm going to actually ask Jesse to amplify one of his comments. So we think about your your background is not only investments and acquisitions, but development, thinking about the type of building that we will build ultimately and some of the amenities and some of the services that we need to offer, parking requirements, some of the uh, elevator specifications, common quarters, bathrooms. I know you like to spend time. <laughs> there it is. Were you just teeing up your own joke? That whole time? <laughs> All right. So, so tell us about what are some of the things that we look for in an MOB that's different than a conventional office building? 
Sure. Sometimes it's simple things like a covered patient drop-off. So your patient's protected from the elements. The elevators need to be at least sufficiently sized where wheelchairs can turn around, if not large enough for gurneys and medical equipment coming in and out of the elevator. It's got to be a building that's easy for a patient to find. Usually when patients are going to a medical appointment, they're nervous or confused, or maybe it's their first time going to a building. So being able to be visible from the street or very prominent monument signage and directional signage to get to the property is important. An obvious way to get from the parking to the building. Once you get in the building, an easy way to find your doctor. You know, the patient experience is so important to the healthcare provider. So in turn, it's important to us as the landlord. I would also add that uh, one thing that we've both seen in our operational background is in our any of the sites up in the north, snow removal is critical, where it is important to get the snow removed. So an office tenant can get to the front door. If you've got a patient or visitor in a wheelchair on crutches, it is paramount that the snow gets removed and ice gets removed very, very quickly. And if you can't, it's a problem. Patients can't get in to see their physicians. And so that's another way that you have to really heighten the level of service at a medical office building. These healthcare providers, you know, scheduling and the throughput that they have, if they're not able to keep their appointment schedule, or in some cases, if it's a surgery center, all the people that need to be involved in scheduling the surgery, if all the things Russell mentioned are not up and operational, it just creates a ripple effect for them and, and they get frustrated. And if it happens enough, they'll look for another location to move to. So we not only strive to find strong locations and strong buildings, but uh, we have to manage and operate them in a first-class, Class A manner, which is why we are so excited to have someone like Ann Duffy coming from Northwestern and her academic healthcare uh, system experience, as well as their institutional Class A office building experience, be part of our team. So in a short period of time here, we've addressed your guys' backgrounds, what's your history in and, and what you're working on now. Let's role play a little bit, right? Let's say that I'm either- I thought you would never ask. (laughs) Let's say say I'm either a potential tenant for you, or I'm a tenant of a building that you guys are looking at to potentially purchase. What's the why CA Health and Science Trust, right? Across our other business lines, we talk about the vertical integration and the value that provides our partners, but would love to hear it from your guys' perspective of your business line and and really what separates you from the rest of the pack? I mean, there's a lot of great medical office developers uh, throughout the country, but what I I think CA Health and Science Trust offers that that does put us in the top tier of that group is CA has development experience all across the country in all types of environments. We've got a lot of construction development professionals that could help get the project entitled, designed, engineered, right-sized to be a very efficient building and we can be flexible throughout the design process, get things done on time and on budget, which is important to everyone. A lot of times, physician groups and health systems that are moving into a new building uh, need to hit critical dates because maybe they're moving out of another building or they have a business expansion where they're hiring certain people to join or they're relocating people. So being on time is critically important, and CA's got such a, a great track record of developing and delivering projects on time. And then, you know, our CA Health and Science Trust gives us a very competitive cost of capital. 
some of our competitors that are pursuing development businesses are doing uh, one or two deals at a time with some more expensive cost of capital where just given our uh, capital base and our growth plans, we feel it can offer very competitive economic packages to our tenants. And then from a property management perspective, we're providing property management services in-house. We very much care that our healthcare providers have a great experience. It's a very much relationship and word of mouth business. And we not only care about our properties because we care about our properties, but uh, we also want to continue to build out our projects, our relationship and our pipeline, and, and want to make sure that anyone that we build a building for has a, a really good experience from the handshake to the letter of intent, to the lease, to the first day, and then the many years that they're going to be an occupant in that building. That's important to note that we do intend to be a long-term owner. So when a health system is coming to us on the front end, selecting a site, they understand we will be with them throughout the process. We have a national footprint. If you want to roll out regionally or nationally, because of all the different touch points we have across from coast to coast, across divisions and across the expanding cast portfolio and team, we'll be able to, to roll out a regional or national strategy, but also stay with the practice from you know beginning really to end. Uh, cast is structured to be a long-term owner. So to the extent that we're developing, they'll see us at the beginning, the middle and end. So and just for the listeners, you keep saying CAS. CAS is the CA Health and Science Trust, correct? CA Health and Science Trust is CAST, yes. Cast of characters, that's what we call them. Uh, so normally around this time in the episode, we would start to wrap it up, but we only got to one half of your business model here. CA Health and Science Trust is not a one-trick pony. Let's talk about, we, we know we touched a lot on the medical office side of the house. There's another strategy within this umbrella. Can we talk a little bit about life science? Sure. Yes. CA Health and Science Trust is a, a blend of medical office acquisition development as well as life science. We believe that over time we will be able to piggyback off of the relationships that our student living division has developed and created and maintains across the country with research universities. Uh, we know that there is a need for new mixed use ecosystems, research, uh, live, work, play ecosystems in tier one and tier two universities across the country. So we believe in time that CAST will be able to fill that need and work with our sister company, CA Student Living. But right out of the box, opportunistically, because of our residential and student platforms, we've been turned on to land sites in gateway or cluster markets on, in San Francisco, in Boston, New York, where we believe we can develop very significant projects ground up using our in-house development, construction management, and construction capabilities to uh, see those through fruition. So uh, yes, it is both medical office and life science. Uh, we hit the ground running with medical office, but we've got some very sizable infill projects coming out of the ground, hopefully in the next year to 18 months. So in terms of portfolio composition, as you see this thing growing over time, it's primarily in terms of quantity of assets, medical office buildings, but life sciences deals will be sprinkled in there, but their larger transaction volume, is that what we're looking at? Yeah, Megan, you got it. Bingo. So to use a baseball analogy, so medical office... We will hit singles and doubles and the occasional triple with medical office. Life science, um, much chunkier deal sizes, much longer lead times. Those are going to be all or nothing. They will be triples and homers if they go, but they will not go as frequently as we'll get on base with singles and doubles. So the idea is 
to create the base of the portfolio around medical office and grow it. And then season in one, two, maybe three life science deals. Again, to Megan's point, which are much larger transactions in terms of total size, timeline, et cetera. But we anticipate being a, a combination of both. We'll probably be doing two thirds or 75% in terms of number of transactions, medical office, and 25% of total transaction, number of transactions, life science. But assume uh, over time, it'll be um, more equally weighted in terms of total dollar volume in each. One of the benefits we have at uh, CA Ventures that CA Health and Science Trust is part of is to the extent our CA Health and Science Trust uh, investors want to change the portfolio capital allocation mix between medical office and life sciences is we have a large stable of institutional investors that are really clamoring to get into the life sciences space. So to the extent that we wanted to pair RCA Health and Science Trust vehicle with an institutional investor to create a joint venture to spread our investments across more life sciences deals. We do have the capability to do that, which we think is unique. So it sounds a little bit like the Cubs rebuild, right? You're starting out small, getting that foundation right, and then soon, hopefully. We are the little engine that could, Rob. Got to start small. I, I, I don't know if I'd agree that we're, we're starting out small. I mean, we closed our CA Health and Science Trust vehicle on August the 24th. We just closed three MOB deals, about to close a fourth. We have a fifth development deal that's pretty far along, which hopefully we get signed up here in the next few weeks. Uh, and then we have two life sciences deals that are pretty far along. So uh, we've really hit the ground running. I think that's a testament to uh, having had over a year to build the platform, build the pipeline and, and start thinking about the future, getting the name out there about what Russell and I were creating. And then now that we have the CA Health and Science Trust vehicle with some name brand investors and a lot of capital behind us, you know, the sky, the sky's really the limit. So that's what you guys have been up to. Rebuilding the Cubs is what the uh, these guys have been doing. So look, this has been fantastic. We'd look to have you guys back here in about another year or so after the portfolio continues to get built out. But I want to end this with the same questions that we ask all of our guests. And I think this is a very fitting one for the two of you. No, we've never been in a Turkish prison. <laughs> That's good. But let's think about the CA Health and Science Trust. Five years from now, we'll probably be sitting in a different conference room. But where do you guys see your platform? New Miami office? I'm on board. You know, we think we're at the cusp of a, a very unique opportunity to approach the value-add core plus medical office sector uh, as this industry continues to evolve from a niche sector to an institutional sector. And I think, you know, we'll kind of be doing more of the same as we'll be doing in the first year, which is identifying medical office uh, opportunities and buildings that we can create value. Hopefully in five years time, we'll have built an even bigger and more efficient team, a, a wider deal sourcing network where we could do it on a grander scale. But the nuts and bolts of what we're doing today will be the same as how hopefully we're approaching a deal in five years where we're still interviewing all the tenants. We're still having a dozen or two dozen ideas of how we can improve the building. And our hope is to build a culture and strategy around our team that treats each incremental deal in five years as important as it was to us in the early stages of forming CA Health and Science Trust. You guys have been fantastic. It's been great having you on. I'd like to don you guys as CA's own in-house, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel. I'll let you guys determine who's who. But thank you very much for joining us, and we look forward to having you guys on again soon. Can we thank you, 
Rob and you, Megan. Can we give you a round of applause now? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Are you guys like Sonny and Cher there? Or?